Robots Radio presents Rated M for Mature. Welcome back, everybody, to the Download Weekly Gaming News, the show where we give you the DL on the latest in gaming every week in a small bite-sized download. Brenna is eating some noodles. Spicy Korean noodles. Yes. She has exclaimed how hot they are already, and in an effort to not get them all over her mouth, she has gotten them all over her mouth and is now massaging her her lips from the from the spice and drinking like a gallon jug of vegetable juice yes like a fucking psychopath excuse my cursing already yes you 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 do look like a psychopath i mean we all know you already are one you know what doesn't help is that i'm in constant ac so my lips are really chapped all the time so this feels great yeah that does not help feels like Someone has just like sprinkled some lava on your lips. It feels like someone is shoving salt and lime into a paper cut. Mm. Delicious. That's nice. Yeah. So I should get rid of my key lime band-aids. Stupid. (laughs) It is stupid. My name is Jameson. And my name is Brenna. In between mouthfuls of noodles. I will mute to save you guys the slurping. I think we need like one slurp. But I, I didn't hear a slurp. I don't think I think the microphone is not picking it up. Hold on. You're just not the slurpiest. You know, I've been told. Hold on, let's see. Oh, nope. we, we got the tail end. Just yeah, the right, at the, right at the end, though. That was pretty funny. Anyway, Brenna. What's up? What are we chatting about? You know, I was an intense thought. I don't have a lot to talk about today. Um, So we thought we would go back to one of our old favorite things to do, which is just kind of chat about stuff. Um, And I don't know. I guess what came to mind now that I've been thrown on the spot and wasn't finished thinking uh, is how much media is now surrounding video games in general which is kind of crazy uh-huh and like the last six months we've gotten so many new things like shows and whatnot and so it's interesting how how everything has turned and video games are not as violent as apparently they once were and now we can make full I TV mean, shows out of them <laughs> they are they are as violent when when it suits them it's always right. it's always when the argument suits them but uh, I just think people have realized there is money being made and we are not getting our piece of it. Yeah, and it's also not like video games are going to go anywhere. Like, no. You think they're going to go somewhere? Stop it. I said, no, they're not going to go anywhere. No, I know. I'm talking in hypotheticals. Mm. Yes. Mm. I see. So, yeah. Um, finally, things are getting better. Which is nice because the old video game stuff that we had was absolutely horrendous. Like, we don't need to talk about Assassin's Creed. That was just. I don't know what happened there. I just I don't I fail to understand and we rant about this every time when we talk about video game movies. 
I fail to understand how people mess up video game movies. Like you have a whole story already there. It's already been visually adapted. Yes. It's like mess it's like messing up a comic book, making it into a movie. You literally have the entire storyboard. Like that's literally what a comic is. Is it's just it's a just storyboard. Board. Yes. Yes, with more detail. So like I don't get how people how people mess that up. I don't understand why people have to be creative when they make super you know, not superhero. Video if game you movies. want to be creative, make your own character. Don't like piggyback off of something that's already been made. Agreed. No one needs to see your adaptation. I follow this comic because I like the way it's written. So. Yeah. Craig is Craig is not having a good time right now. He's asking us if we're here because he hasn't heard anything. Craig. We're going to keep going because I don't trust Craig. I don't. I don't want to stop. I don't want to doubt him. I don't want to break him further. He's so <sighs> fragile. Craig came in for like a minute and then bounced out the first time we tried this. Yeah, I think what that means is we just got to we got to pony up. So Weta, if you don't know who Weta is, watch Lord of the Rings. Weta is the development studio. What? He's so Weta. <laughs> They're the development studio <laughs> that is responsible for making all of the props, costumes, everything for the Lord of the Ring movies. Like they they made anything physical or that was put on to actors. So they're pretty awesome. They have revealed that their gaming division is working on a new game based on a major worldwide IP. Well, that can only really mean Lord of the Rings because the other IPs they have are not like that major, major worldwide yeah. yeah so the game is being made for pc and for console and it's just getting started so it's you know it'll be years and years before we see anything but uh fingers crossed we get a good lord of the rings game i mean we have a good one which one shadow of mordor is amazing yeah that is true that is a good a one. grand second, game second one wasn't as good you know, I haven't played the second one as much. The first one I friggin' loved. Second one got too complicated. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't like how, like, you just couldn't win. And it was just like an ever, like, the system. Like You're the a system. loser. You're, you can kill them all. They regenerate. Yeah, you, you, can, you just have to kill them faster. Well, uh, it's been they done. will always regenerate. Not always. They leave vacancies sometimes. It's true. Okay. You don't you don't believe me? Not necessarily, no. Because that was like their whole thing is that it, you'll always have something to do. Because you'll take your always... word for it, but I don't know. I, yeah, that that whole thing. Okay. You got it. Epic acquires harmonics, who are the developers of rock band. Which I thought Rock Band was owned by Ubisoft. Thought Maybe Harmonix partnered? Was... I don't know. Anyway, uh, Epic Games has bought them to make a musical gameplay for Fortnite. What? Yeah. I've never been more confused by a sentence. I don't want it. Um, 
that's it's weird. I don't understand what they're. What does that mean? To create musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. Does that answer your question? Not even in the slightest. Well, are they? Are they? Are they a composer? They decline to elaborate any further at this time. Solid. Musical journeys and gameplay. I I don't know what else they could add to Fortnite to make it weirder. Like, just come out with another game. They keep adding yeah. random stuff. Because they're famous. Popular. Too cool for school. I almost sang um, Popular from Wicked. Oh, that's a good song. That's a good right? pull. That's yeah. a good pull. I felt oh. that one. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nintendo has spoken out. I think we mentioned this last week, but uh, basically they echoed what uh, or there was a there was an internal yeah. email. Yeah, there was an internal email going around in which Doug Bowser said, you know, along with all of you, I've been following the latest developments with Activision Blizzard and the ongoing reports of sexual harassment and toxicity at the company. I find these accounts distressing and disturbing. They run counter to my values as well as Nintendo's values and policies. So they're echoing uh, what Xbox and PlayStation are saying. Basically, they're reevaluating their relationship and are not happy with Activision Blizzard. So it's good to see these companies taking a stand, especially Nintendo. You can never assault Nintendo's family values. That is death. They send the Nintendo Yakuza after you. (laughs) I would love to see that art. You know it exists. Oh, of course it does. They probably wear the Wario logo on their on their jackets. So? Yeah, their suits. Yeah. And they wheel katanas where the hibaki is shaped like the mushrooms from Mario. That would be fantastic. I think so. Yeah. And they have the mask on, but they're made the- of like Bower's shell. The no, they're the shy guy masks. Yeah. Oh. This is I I mean, I need to see this visually now. This yeah. might need to be a, a costume that needs to be put together. I will totally be a Nintendo Yakuza. That would be the coolest. We'll make it we're, happen. We're in like purple suits. Ooh. Gotta, no, you gotta go red. You gotta go red or like a maroon or burgundy. Alright. That's what I'm thinking. Could go green too. Dude, uh, throwing stars that are the star. Oh, nice. (laughs) Nice. Couple guys have like Koopa Troopa like shell backpacks. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, the street people. They sell drugs and stuff out of those. Yeah, they do. Mm. They sell mushrooms. And then... And then if you want, if you want an upper, they sell one-ups. I hate that this works so incredibly well. They like roll each, up each, on... each drug item is just a different, like, item from Mario. Like, the fire flower and just... Ridiculous. No, and they roll up on, like, green, uh, like, street bikes that look like Yoshi. That's it. Green and yellow street bikes, yeah. Yes. I dig it. Yeah. World building right there. Done. Oh, no. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
So each, so it's a, it's like, there's like a collective Yakuza. So it's not, there's like different families. Right. So each, each family's logo is a different character. So you have Mario's logo as one family. Luigi's is another family. Wario is one. Waluigi is another one, but allied with Wario. There you go. And then you have uh, two female families also related, Peach and Daisy. That would be, that's, that's like a friggin' show right there. Dude, I need right? to see the drama. I need to see it. I and need then, like a Peaky Blinders version of this. And then you also have uh, a very hated by all these other families, Rival Game, which is Bowser's logo. Yes. And they're another Yakuza family. If, if this needs to get written, like now. Then Bowser's got all of his lieutenants <clears throat> as well yeah. that are all like Yakuza variations of the different characters. It would be it would be so good. So if anyone's really good at, um, you know, design designing or animation, please, please go ahead and send us all that. Thank you. So all of all of Bowser's foot soldiers for the Yakuza wear the shy guy masks. Yes. All of the foot soldiers for the other families, Louis, all of them, they all except Wario and Waluigi. All the other ones, their families wear like the the mushroom face mask. Okay. There you go. And then uh Early on in the story, Louis, Wal, Wario and Waluigi turn, betray everyone, and they join Bowser. Oh, some bad blood starts. Yeah. So our Peach needs to get captured somehow. <laughs> oh, that'd be a very graphically intense scene. Uh, no. <laughs> Rated mature, not suitable for all audiences. This has gone on for too long. <laughs> Scenes of strong sexual violence. Oh, no. I mean, how many times has Peach been kidnapped by Bowser? Too many. Things I mean, have happened. The, the rule 34 on that does not need to be. Not need to be searched. I like my comic. Anyway, what a tangent that was. You yep. let that go on way too long. You know, I did. I'd stopped it eventually, but you know, hey, we don't have a lot to talk about this week, so tangents array. You stop nothing, Jon Snow. Ridiculous. Battlefield. The developers have given a briefing about the launch update and the road ahead. So while they are excited, you know, that so many people are playing the game, you know, they are also wanting to reassure everyone that, uh, Legacy features will be returning to the game, such as the end of match scoreboard, server browser, voice chat, etc. And then that they're also very, very hard at work to release uh, performance and stability updates. Uh, and so they are addressing server side and hardware related issues on the client side and just doing everything they can to try and get the game cleaned up and fixed. Obviously, obviously, I believe. But they're actually trying hard to get this going. Yes. Battlefield also... doesn't. I was going to say, they don't really pump out games like Call of Duty does. So this is kind of like their baby. Yeah, it's got to be good because it's got to last them for two to four years until, you know, they do another one. Uh, they also talked about th 
addressing the gunplay and balancing, figuring out, fixing the issues with that. Uh, it's been shown there's a lot of parts where people are just firing, you know, point blank into a person and nothing's happening and shots just kind of going all over the place. So hitboxes are just really messy, I'm guessing? Yeah, and, and just the zoom is unreliable. The accuracy is not consistent. What uh, happened? I just I think there was just a lot of a lot of things missed, and I think what we'll get into later is I think it all ties back to the frostbite engine, just late lazy developing. Yeah, you know that's totally what it is because they know how to make a game, they know how to make this. They've done it. These are things that should not be problems for a company that has made so many shooters. Well, and so that's and so that's the problem is that people, former and current EA slash and Dice employees. You know, they they talked about a lot of the issues with EA, especially the Battlefield team, how, uh, you know, that they the management uh, ignores and doesn't ask for and actively blocks out any form of constructive criticism. You're either on board with the project or you're not. And they don't want to hear it. Yeah. And that's like, obviously not conducive to any sort of environment. I don't know why you would want to work in that. Yeah. Uh, a quote from an employee said, uh, the leaders don't want to hear any feedback that isn't positive. Uh, they ignore all red flags. People have been waving at them. Instead, they say the same corporate sound bites and pretend everything is fine. Um, they've, you know, um, chastised employees for discussing uh, bad like bad game design or other things that negatively talk about the games or the development in uh, chats and whatnot. I'm trying to remember the, the... It's just like you're trying to ignore something that's like, if we just don't talk about it, it'll go away. It's like really what they think is happening here. And... Um, you know, they say, you know, and they also talk about the the frostbite engine, you know, just being such a uh, poorly designed, unreliable uh, engine that just kind of enhances a lot of the issues with the game. And then, um, you know, they say, like, at the end of the day, like, it's, you know, this new management at EA that they they cited a couple years ago, but I think it's a little bit longer than that. But, you know, they talk about you're left with this, you know, skeleton of what Battlefield used to be slapped on with as much features to make money and ship it out. That is just not the game they used to develop. And one of the things and I didn't know this. And uh, apparently they have conducted substantial research. And it has showed that 128 player battles are not fun to play. Most players prefer to play around uh 64 and they say that research has shown uh 64 to 80 32 to 40 players per team is the is the maximum amount that players seem to have fun while playing i found that very, very interesting yeah and i could see that because a map that is big enough that you know you can fit that many players on it without them literally being stacked on top of each other was kind of a lot and obviously, there are hot zones, you know. That's part of the reason why I like to play Battlefield is I want that Battlefield 
feel. I don't want to you know? run want... across for five freaking minutes only to get headshotted and then have to run across again for another five minutes. True, but they have to address that by incorporating all the other things in that comes with that size, which is making sure vehicles are readily available and accessible all over the map. You know, that includes motorcycles, ATVs, small jeeps. I don't want At least that. just to be able to get from point A to point B. And you also got to have, you know, they used to do this in the past is, you know, because all the vehicles spawned in base, players would load up in them. You know, they'd all load up in the helicopter and be flown over to an objective. And you just don't see that anymore with all the vehicles kind of being forced to spawn into through menus and not being on the map is you just don't see that natural movement that would be happening if they were more accessible. Right. And I think that's probably what people are just kind of going away from these days. They're just not a fan of transportation in their shooter game. I mean, I think they are. I think just EA just doesn't make them, you know, accessible. People love vehicles. Vehicles are always very highly sought after. Raise the research. I'm just kidding. Um, But yeah, I mean, some people just want to play run and gun shooters. I don't know that Battlefield is that game. I think Battlefield has tried to take Battlefield and then bring in elements of like Call of Duty and it's the running gun quick action. Yeah. Yeah. And that was never what 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 Battlefield used to be about. Battlefield was far more like I liked the the size and play of the last Battlefield. I think that was perfect. Battlefield Um, three and four, I think, were the best well done. But like you know, three had the option to get up to 128, but and it was the maps were better designed as well to create a little bit more of a flow. And so what ultimately ended up happening was the maps would develop, you know, these, ba- you know, uh, battle lines. And it was right. you could especially see that with Operation Metro, which was the underground train one, which is a lot of people's favorites, is that the the game just developed it had they developed it well but then players would seek out these points these choke points and create you know defensive lines and it required coordinated efforts among your team to kind of push through and that's where like the natural path um i think on a really big map like 128 it's just it's so far out into the map that it becomes almost like a chore to get there and I mean, that's why the 64, I think I like that scale a little bit more because yeah, it's still a trek. Like you still need to maybe drive out there or sprint for a little bit. But um, that like engagement line is a lot closer. I think I think it's just you just have to design the maps better. Uh, and, you know, maybe that means bringing the objectives a little bit closer together because older Battlefield games have had just as large maps with less players. And it still has felt, you know, close and tight knit. Uh, I also think you just don't see the EA making like those progressive maps anymore. Like there used to be those maps that kind of had they were conquest, but they had like a progression. Like, you know, you were moving forward, pushing backwards. Uh, what was it? Diamond Peak, I think, was the one where you jumped off the first team, jumped off of uh, like the cliff had to parachute down to the first objective before pushing forward. There was maps like that. They were very unique. Or there was even some of the water maps where one team starts all on a carrier, and then they have to push off of that to capture their first objective. 
so it just seems like now maps are more like hodgepodge objectives everywhere rather than you know maybe creating an actual like flow yeah and it would be cool to see object objective based uh maps what obviously unlock and extend more they um, did that in uh battlefield one it was yeah. like the areas of operation which i absolutely love that i thought that was yeah. great and that's fun i mean obviously you have a task to be done and enemy waves which is other players are you know trying to stop you from doing those things and that is just so much i don't know more creative than yeah. just here's a map kill each other i have way more fun playing that because then there's then there's tangible there's you know like a you know a tangible objective rather than just being overall being like capture all the flags to score points you know it's just like okay Even well like still, I'm better with those than i do with just like straight up team deathmatch because oh sure yeah we'll just kind of sit there and memorize the map and then they just shoot off doing the same thing over and over again which just doesn't seem like a lot of fun it's like you sit okay you sit in this window and you take 10 steps one way and 10 steps the other way and then you just pick off whatever you can yeah be interesting to see where they're where they're headed but uh battlefield's head of design has also left uh dice However, he did uh, reiterate that his uh, that he had been planning to leave for a while, that this was a, you know, a pre. Pre-planned thing, but uh, he wanted to stay on to ensure the title shipped before taking his new post and the, the other company, you know, held open his post. Uh, I still can't imagine that, you know, there were internal issues that pushed him to leave as well. Um, well, he clearly didn't know. want to work there for a reason. So, yeah, and who knows if it was a if it was a, a better project came up, a better position, or if it was you know having issues inside the studio. I mean, I've got to imagine based on just some of the other news we heard in the story that you know if he was management at Battlefield, he was probably the ones pushing on everyone to like toe the line and not wanting to be told that their game's trash. So. Who knows? Uh, Amazon is in the works trying to secure a deal for a Mass Effect TV series. All I can say is uh, sign me up. Yeah, I mean, they better make it rated R. It better be. I mean, it's Mass Effect. Who would you want to see as Commander Shepard? <laughs> I'm really trying to think about that one. I'm not really good with names and celebrities, though, so. I mean, he's got a he's got a pretty angular face. You know who would have been really good? Who? Paul Walker. Yeah. That yeah. would have been a, the perfect. I, I mean, think. that that is like that's Paul Walker. That it it is. It is. I think I think Heath Ledger also could have been a very good. Yeah. Yeah. Commander Shepard. You know who might actually be real good? Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I think he would be a good one. I think he would be a good Commander Shepard, too. I don't know if he's as commanding. He could be he could be a bit more subtle. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. On the flip side. Female Commander Shepard, they went that route. Femship. Who would you want to see? But who would I want to see as Femship? Mm. Here's what I'm going to throw out. Okay. Natalie Dormer. 
Interesting. Right. Okay. And there's okay. there's there's a picture of a femship. Uh, let's see here. Um. Yeah. I think I think it's there. I think it's there. She's played very, you know, kingly, queenly roles before, so she can have that presence. You know who I just like straight up want to see in this? Who? Anna Daramos. Like I just straight up want to see her in an N7 suit. Is that weird? Not at all. It's a kink. It's like hey. uh it's like the what is it? The Princess Leia slave outfits for people. Uh -huh. For you it's just N7 suits. Hey oh. <laughs> uh who would who would get cast as some of the other characters though? That's I'm trying the... to yeah, let's see here. Like all the aliens? You know they yeah. would friggin' do um, Zoe Saldana, because because she's always just the alien. That's that that's true. But which one would she be? Um, let's. I see. feel like she would be uh, Tali. The yeah. The masked one. Yes. I think Garrus would be uh, Dave Batista. Dave Batista. Who am I thinking of? He's uh, Drax. That's what, I, yes, yes. He would be Garrus. That would be so good. But who would be Lyra, the blue chick? Yeah, that's, I thought that would be, yeah. That's got to be the, you think, I don't, I don't know about, I don't know about Zoe Saldana for that one. I think Tali would be better. Probably, but you don't get to see her face. Yeah, so. We got to see the face. Lyra has to be someone very attractive, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I don't know, man. This is going to be cool to see. I think so. I don't I know think... how they're going to take it, like what route they're going to go. But I mean, yeah. it would be really cool if we could see like training. Like how they became commanders. Yeah, before they be Craig, why you be playing with me like are, this? Are we recording? Are we recording, Craig? Anyway, yes, I think Mass Effect would be very interesting. I agree. All right, Craig, it's your last chance. Craig is. Are you an avid player of the Elder Scrolls Online and looking to take your game to that next level? Well, the Red Diamond Courier Podcast is here to help. I'm Bob Chichinsky. And I'm Dogbark24. We are two experienced players aiming to help others learn and improve through in-game knowledge and references. From PvE. To PvP. And everything in between. There's sure to be something for you in the Red Diamond Courier. We, we hope, hope you, you check, check us, us out. out. Thanks. Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are dragon breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel.